Welcome back to Steph's Business Bookshelf and this episode about the book or the three big ideas I took from the book Pitch Anything by Oren Clough. Keep listening to find out how you can control the frame to control the world, how you need to talk to all of the brains and how preparation is key. You're listening to Steph's Business Bookshelf, doing the reading so you don't have to. First of all, to those of you who have joined the Facebook group for my fellow bookworms to talk about what we're reading, what we're learning, and just general book chat and recommendations. I'm really enjoying the conversation that started there. And if you haven't joined already, where have you been? We're missing you. Details are in the show notes. Just click the link and you can join the group. This book is a bit of a different one and it's kind of hard to categorize. Is it instructional? Is it kind of autobiographic? I'm not really sure. And if you've read the book too, I'd like to hear how you would categorize this particular book. But the concept of the book is really about pitching. It's about being able to sell and it's very much a selling book. I would definitely put it in that category. So in selling, business pitching, all of those kind of things. It's not necessarily a presentation style. This is how you stand. This is how you use body language, etc. That's not necessarily the, the tips in it. It's more around the positioning of how you pitch things. And not just the item or thing that you're pitching, but how you present yourself and how you pitch yourself as part of that. I'll share a little bit more about what I thought about the book and who I'd recommend it for throughout the episode. But first, as usual, before we dive into the lessons I took from the book, a little bit about the author. Oren Claff is one of the world's leading experts on sales, raising capital and negotiation. His first book, Pitch Anything, which we're talking about today, is required reading throughout Silicon Valley, Wall Street and the Fortune 500 with more than a million copies in print worldwide. He has written for the Harvard Business Review, Inc., Advertising Age, Entrepreneur, and has been featured in hundreds of periodicals, podcasts, and blogs. He is an investment partner in a $200 million private equity investment fund, and in his spare time is a motorcycle enthusiast. That information was taken from the Google Book source. Link is in the show notes. A little bit about the book. When it comes to delivering a pitch, Oren Claff has unparalleled credentials. Over the past 13 years, he has used his one-of-a-kind method to raise more than $400 million. For now, for the first time, he describes his formula to help you deliver a winning pitch in any business situation. Whether you're selling ideas to investors, pitching a client for new business, or even negotiating a salary raise, Pitch Anything will transform the way you position your ideas. According to Claff, creating and presenting a great pitch isn't an art, it's a simple science. Applying the latest findings in the field of neuroeconomics while sharing eye-opening stories of his method in action, Claff describes how the brain makes decisions and responds to pitches. With this information, you'll remain in complete control of every stage of the pitch process. Pitch Anything introduces the exclusive strong method of pitching, which can be put to use immediately. And that was taken from Goodreads' overview of the book, link again is in the show notes. So from that, I want to dive straight into the three big ideas. Big idea number one is control the frame, control the world. Well, kind of. This is one of the fundamental principles of the book is about frames, 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 frames. You'll hear frames, I don't know how many times throughout the book. There's different frames that are used by you and by others to block or control a conversation. So for example, one of the frames is the power frame. And you've probably seen this used in meetings before when you've walked into the room and either the other person, the maybe the person you're selling to or person you're asking something from, 
walks in maybe just after you and says, right, better make this quick. I've only got 10 minutes. That immediately puts this power frame in with all the power in them because they're the one who's come in and demanded that they are the most important. They're the one with the time pressure and therefore you better make this quick. Everything, as you can probably imagine and have probably experienced before, is suddenly in their court. So normally what a lot of us will find ourselves doing in that situation is apologizing, asking if they want to reschedule and again, feeding that power frame, being with them. So in the book, he talks about that very example and how you can break that frame by defying expectations. And that's how you break, basically break down any frame is by defying expectations. And you do that through defiance and a bit of light humor. So for example, in that power frame again, so the person walks in and says, right, I've only got 10 minutes, better make this quick. You would come back and retort with a little bit of defiance around, that's okay, I've only got eight which immediately just sort of levels the playing field again a little bit more. It puts you back up with them. And look, of course, now all of a sudden you might end up with a race to the bottom with them going, well, I've only got six minutes. Then all of a sudden you're both walking out because neither of you apparently have any time anymore. But, (laughs) which is a slight risk of of doing that way, it's got to be done and executed pretty confidently. But it, it changes that frame. It changes that power dynamic, which is what really this is about is power dynamics. Another example I quite liked was if you are presenting something and there's some visuals is maybe having the report, the presentation, the the demo item, whatever it is out on the table, but covered up, but in a way that's slightly enticing still. So when they try to unveil it, when they walk in the room, the person you're selling to or people you're selling to, when they walk in the room and sit down and immediately try and pull the cover off the the item you've got there hidden or turn over and open up the the document you can just gently go oh no not until not until we're ready so you retain control but again doing it in a light-hearted way that gently defies the situation and puts the power back with you or at least levels the power frame the frames that he talks about are power time prize and intrigue The prize frame is very much around where you become the prize and makes the target actually qualify themselves. Why should you work with them? Never mind, why should they work with you? And intrigue is really storytelling when you you break it down. And when you read into the intrigue frame and creating intrigue, it's very much storytelling and really effective storytelling to create a bit of interest and stop people overanalyzing things because they're in the story, they're experiencing it, and you've got a better emotional connection with them. Throughout the book and the examples he shares around frames and framing things, you'll see and hear a lot of examples that you've probably experienced yourself in some way, shape or form. Now, I've got to say at this point, the stories he has are pretty extreme. And unless you're in the habit or in the business of constantly doing $100 million plus deals, then a lot of the stories are probably going to feel a little bit out there and a bit unrelatable. But we will have found that a number of the situations boiled down are things you have faced or could face or potentially will face when pitching or having that kind of sales conversation. So that was big idea number one, control the frame, control the world. Big idea number two is to talk to all the brains. This is the second key concept in the book, which really underpins everything. And it's linking all of this and all the sales techniques and all the conversations and all the relationship building stuff back to the three brain theory. So three brain theory, if you're not familiar with it, is that we've got three brains that have evolved over time. We've got the oldest part of our brain, which is right in the middle, in the core, which is the the primal instincts, the fight or flight, those kind of reactions. We've then got the midbrain, which creates meaning and reason around things. And then the, the more of the executive brain, the newer part of the brain in terms of evolution, 
which does complex problem solving, makes decisions, etc. It's that executive layer. The author argues that pitches generally only talk to this brain, the executive brain, the decision-making brain, because that's the brain that we have used to design the pitch is the higher level thinking. But we, what we miss constantly is the need to go through the other brains to get to that level. So if you go in with your clever executive level brain, the most evolved brain, and start pitching to a prospective client without addressing the reptilian croc- crocodile brain, then you're missing something because at that point, they are still wondering if they like you or not. They are still wondering if they can trust you or not. That fight or flight reaction is happening and therefore they can't process all that executive layer of decision-making meaning and facts and data and all the important stuff that you're firing at them because they're still working out if they like you or not. So you've got to travel through the different layers of brain in your pitch process. So there's some structures and formats for a pitch that he gives throughout the book and also thinking around attention spans and things like that too. So one of the main structures he gives is a 20 minute pitch because really that's all you're going to be able to grab people's attention for without just droning on and them losing attention and then you've again you've lost the frame at that point. A couple of examples in this that I quite liked is that for example the prize isn't money. So if you're selling a an investment opportunity for example and you're selling the potential return on that investment as a certain amount of money that isn't the real prize. The real prize is what people do with that money, what that money represents. For example, it represents the yacht they've always wanted. It represents the home, that chateau in France they've always wanted to buy. It represents their kids' university education, whatever it is. But you can't just sell the money. You've got to sell what the money represents, what it means for them and their life. That's where you get that emotional connection. The other part is around not being needy. And there's actually a whole chapter around not being needy. When you go in and you've all seen this before, when you've been to buy a car or you've tried to cancel a phone contract or something, you get that sense of desperation sometimes from salespeople and it just kind of smells and you don't like it and it makes you feel a bit dirty. That is the effect of someone feeling desperate or needy. So there's ways then to thinking about how to avoid that and always being ready to walk away. Because if you are always prepared to walk away from that pitch, from that deal, from that client, you can't come across as needy. And if anything, it can turn to where your clients or prospective clients feel the need to try and win you as their provider rather than the other way around, which is quite a nice position to be in. All of that happens by connecting to the correct parts of the brain at the right time. So this underlying principle I found pretty interesting and, and definitely made me think a little bit differently about types of conversations I have with clients or prospective clients or things I've seen or heard before in pitches or in other client interactions. I think that point around always being prepared to walk away is really important and it's probably where a lot of business owners and particularly smaller business owners, but you know, there are definitely those within organizations as well, come a cropper because they'll go in and then that's when you start getting cut down because the other person can smell that desperation, etc then that's when they start negotiating and playing hardball. And if you're not prepared to walk away ever from a deal or from that particular deal, that's where you're going to find yourself in a bit of a sticky situation when it comes to the negotiation. So big idea number two, talk to all the brains. Big idea number three is preparation, preparation, preparation. This isn't an explicit lesson in the book or anything he necessarily really calls out. In all of the examples he gives and all the stories he tells of all the escapades and pitches that he's been part of, you can just see the intense level of preparation that has gone into those pitches. Now, some of those are multiple hundred million dollar 
deals. So again, that that kind of makes sense. But what really struck me, having seen and worked with a few different organizations and talked to them around these kind of things is that is not the level of preparation that a lot of places and teams are putting into their pitches, their proposals, their presentations. And that is a big missing link because, and I don't need to explain why that's important, why that level of preparation is important, because if you're not doing it, someone else probably is. It was also very much a team activity. It was something that in their pitch teams, there was really distinct roles and things that people had to work on to get that pitch to that final position. And the level also, not just of preparation, but as part of that, the practice runs they did, where they thought about all the different things that the client or any other competition might throw up. So important, because again, in presentations that I've seen and when I've coached people through presentation skills, not necessarily for pitches, but for, for many different things, that's one thing that people aren't very good at. They'll go, right, I'll write the presentation, I'll put the slide deck together and yeah, I'll just talk to it on the day. No, unfortunately, that is not how you're going to do your best presentation. And this book really will show you the next level of pitch preparation and why these teams succeed in these level of deals. And don't forget that that is relative. Whilst those are huge, huge deals from their perspective, Whereas for you, maybe it's $1,000 would be a massive deal. So therefore thinking about the relative amount of preparation you'd put into that versus one that was $500 or $10,000 or whatever the relativity is for you and your business and your team. So big idea number three, preparation, preparation, preparation. So quick recap of the three big ideas I took from the book Pitch Anything. Number one, control the frame, control the world. Number two, talk to all the brains. And number three, preparation, preparation, preparation. A couple other notes and thoughts on the book. This is possibly the most macho book or thing I have ever read. All of the examples, all of the pronouns, everything is very masculine. All of the stories are super macho. There's just so much testosterone in this book. It is unreal. That said, it probably is indicative of the industry that the author works in and the experiences that he has had but I thought it was probably just a little disappointing that in the more hypothetical examples, there couldn't have been a few more gender neutral or female pronouns used. On a similar note, and this is probably one that when I've read a couple of criticisms and reviews online, which I, I like to do when I'm reading books and reviewing them or thinking about them, is the amount of grandstanding in the book. The examples are all very much around how awesome the author is, how he won the deals, all the work he did and how awesome his method is and excellent it is at, at winning all this work, which is great and I'm sure there's lots of truth in that. But again, this is going to make the book very much like Marmite, which for those of you who are unaware, in the UK means you either love it or you hate it. Now, that said, I think it's important to read things even if you do disagree with them or find elements of it uncomfortable or, or unappealing. So I would encourage you to stick with it. So if those things really turn your stomach and when you're reading it, you just think, oh, enough, I understand. But keep with it because there are some good lessons in here and I think it is worth seeing a different approach and a different style and then just picking out the bits you do and you don't like. You will need to draw some of your own lessons from it. So for example, obviously the three that I've pulled out are fairly general because the examples given and even the more hypothetical examples given are very much around the investment pitch asking for capital, raising some, some money. So you'll need to break those down and think about how do I apply this to my specific scenario? Again, whether you're asking for a pay rise, whether you are pitching to an investor as, as the author is, or even if you're just trying to get an idea across the line at work. 
all of those different things can take something and take some lessons from this book but you'll probably have to draw some of your own lines between the examples in the book and the hypothetical examples in the book and your own specific situation but like I mentioned I do recommend reading it it is a bit different it's a little bit more challenging in some ways compared to other books are a little bit more neutral but that's okay because like I said I think we should all be reading different things and reading things from people who we wouldn't normally get a chance to speak to or learn from so that is important if you've read the book, I'd love to know what you thought of it. If you shared some of those thoughts or opinions, or if you completely, completely disagree with me, that is also okay. As I mentioned earlier, you can join the Facebook group, start the conversation or join in the conversation about the books you're reading at the moment, including this one, Pitch Anything. Otherwise, drop me a note. I'd love to hear from you. Contact details, as usual, are in the show notes. Otherwise, until next time, happy reading. Happy reading.